The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 209. I'm Marty Day. And I am Christoph. Welcome to uh, 2021. Holy crap, it's a new year, Chris. We got out of there. We, we got out of 2020. And let me tell you, the minute the, minute the, the clock struck midnight, everything changed. Everything um, changed. Life's good. Nothing's bad. Um, Everything's fantastic, right? No more pandemic. We go out and just open mouth kiss strangers like we used to. <laughs> well, we've got some uh, some Spike TV numbers uh, happening in the COVID cases. <laughs> So uh, actually, I wish they were Spike TV numbers. The Spike TV ratings were in the shitter. Um, they're, uh, al- they're... Although compared to what we consider good ratings now, they're pretty damn good. <laughs> this is true, but the the the, the ratings discourse is it does not make for good podcasting. No, so. no, it doesn't. There's, there's Just, no despite need to what that. many other people in this in this lane would have you believe. <laughs> Look, man, like you know, r- ratings do. They have a purpose. Okay. Right, right. That purpose has no effect on you sitting in your basement or I sitting in my basement. Right. <laughs> Effectively. No. Um, you know, because unless, I, I, you know, unless, one of unless us the Rough House podcast yeah. wants to buy advertising time on TNT right. during an episode of Dynamite, yeah. the, the ratings have no effect on us. And Do we still honest. text about it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure thing. Because we're like, oh, okay, good for them. You know. AEW yeah. still doing well, numbers are going up, or hey, look at that, NXT, you know, they, they pulled out one because they, they threw all their eggs in a basket and it worked out well for them. Like, that's the conversation we have. It's it's certainly not the, the, the degree of discourse that you see in, say, Brian Alvarez's mentions oh, uh, every every Thursday when, when the ratings come out. My personal favorite was, hey, look, for this week, because it was going on, for this week, could we not talk about the ratings? I mean, come on, could we we just <laughs> the, the number of people who think that there is a malicious intent in a post, which is literally name number, name number. That's is, all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. There, and, there's, you know, there's, there's no there's no intent behind it. There's no commentary. None. It's just a reporter reporting. <laughs> hey, how about that? That's that's what he does. It's not, um, uh, you know. It's not well, what the fuck's what was that cunt's name? Bruce Mitchell? It's oh, not that Jesus guy. Christ. It's not that guy oh. who posts an article uh the day after a prominent wrestler dies yeah. saying that we demand more transparency and yeah. they the AEW and the widow have something to hide. Fuck yeah. you, dude. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what what broke in Bruce Mitchell's brain. He and Wade Keller have been like the one one a of the pro wrestling torch. Uh, yeah. The pro wrestling torch has always been sort of the Pepsi to the wrestling observer Coke, if you will. <laughs> yes, um, yes. You know they they have their moments, but let's be honest, it's not the first thing people tend to reach for. Yeah. Uh, but you know they've they've built a legacy over the past thirty years of being the other major uh, wrestling newsletter or wrestling news source. Which, side note, if you prefer Diet Pepsi over the taste of anything else, you're a psychopath <laughs> and you belong committed somewhere. Because Diet Pepsi is the most disgusting soda in the history of mankind. Give me a Fago before you give me a Diet Pepsi. There's nothing wrong with Fago, man. There, there's there, there's nothing wrong with it. Look. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, uh, whoop, look, whoop. We, uh, Fago, give me a Shasta. Give, give me a uh, Shasta Fanta Fanta. Don't you wanna Fanta Fanta? Fanta. Yeah, like g- <laughs> give me give me the the dollar sodas. Give me give me the sure finds of the world. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Though the, the there was amazing photo on Twitter of all of the um, 
fake Dr. Pepper. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, half of those guys didn't go to medical school. I know no, this. No. Well, you actually, know. and this is something I learned recently. Did you know Dr. Pepper is not technically Dr. Pepper? There's no period in the name. It's D-R space what? Pepper. Yeah. Are you Mandela affecting me right now? No, dude. No, dude. I learned this the other day. I was just like, wait, what? Dr. Pepper, when it's written out, is D-R space Pepper. So it's Drive Pepper? I don't, I don't know. know. It's Der Pepper, I guess. Der, der Pepper. <laughs> Which, of course, is German for the pepper. <laughs> <laughs> no one who speaks German could be an evil man. <laughs> Come on. Parole um, granted. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, fuck Bruce Mil- Mitchell. Um, yeah. But but I mean, what a what a weird thing that turned out to be. That blew up uh, a little bit after uh, we recorded last week. Yeah. Um, you know, putting out this article about the the, the lack of transparency and the and the death of Bertie Lee, especially when you when you hear all the stories this week about Bertie Lee. And we'll be talking about the Bertie Lee tribute show in a few moments. Yeah. Um, but when you hear everything this week about how his wife. Uh, was living up to his, to Brody Lee's wishes, to John Huber's wishes, to not turn this into a thing, to mm-hmm. to go through his illness and what he hoped would have been his recovery quietly, right. to to be able to maintain a, an air of privacy uh, while being a, a relative public figure, and um, you know uh, apparently that's a bad thing in this day and age. I I. I but it, it, again, to, to throw out equivalencies, as, as, as I said to you, this is like if Dave Meltzer fired Brian Alvarez. It's yeah. one of those things where it is like, whoa, what just happened? Like, uh, it's 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 definitely crazy. I mean, uh, I, I saw some discourse on the Internet because, you know, with things of this nature, uh, I, I follow by the great Internet rule of don't touch the poop. Um, I, I did not want to <laughs> dig too deep into this, but uh, apparently, uh, apparently, this is not the first wackadoo story that Mitchell has done in recent years. He's he's apparently fallen down a very weird path, uh, uh, including I, I believe he was describing uh, Brock Lesnar as Vince McMahon's Aryan Superman. Oh, in recent memory. yeah. I mean. You know, I'm sure some sliver of Vince McMahon's twisted mind thinks that. Yeah, but, but it's not. It's not the prevailing theory of. <laughs> it's of not what it says on, on the tin. <laughs> it's like. So my yeah. question to you is: yes. How many weeks until this uh, Bruce Mitchell uh, twat waffle shows up on Jericho's podcast? Uh, fair on Jericho's podcast. There's also part of me was like, "Welcome to the Realm Network, Bruce Mitchell." <laughs> <laughs> Did you just bury us? Uh, I, I might have. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Paul Levesque, get your shovel out and just, uh, just, just burying ourselves here. Well, I, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I could, I could see uh, our, our, our dear, uh, especially because he has his own. Is it a sub network? I, I don't understand how it works. I just know, uh, Vinny. We're Roo, here, and so's he. Yeah, uh, but he's got a whole network of things beyond yeah. just. As far as I know, the one show that's here on Realm, yeah. Vince Russo's got an entire network, and I could see Bruce Mitchell popping up on there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. It, 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 it's certainly – like, a, a lot of the defenders were coming from that camp. And again, no no judgment. Maybe you know the guy personally, and, and in turn, you're trying to fight for his right to say what he wants, but uh, – Man, <laughs> not a, well, not a great look. He, for he no doubt has the right to say what he wants, but yeah. whatever he says has implications and right. affects his uh, right, employment right. and and yeah. things of that nature. So the, the he's sword, within his rights to say it. The sword of free speech cuts both ways. Is yes. really the 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 big takeaway from all of this, which is what people really don't stop to think when right. they say, "Well, you can say what he wants. It's a free America. It's America. Yeah. I thought it was America." Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it it is America. In that same degree, uh, you could say something shitty, and we can tell you to fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have done, and yeah. will continue to do when it warrants itself. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, not a not not a great situation. Not a great look. Because then it turned into this discourse about what pro wrestling media needs to do, and and all these things. In case you're wondering why the mainstream world doesn't take professional wrestling seriously, it's bullshit like this, yeah. and it's bullshit like 
Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Chris. Did you see Ryan Satin's latest creation for WWE on Fox? I most certainly did not. <laughs> okay. Well, Ryan Satin made a tier list. Oh, God. Of WWE superstars on SmackDown. Uh, this got released on Friday. And, and he's uh, employed by WWE. He's employed by Fox to cover okay. WWE. Okay. So he made this tier list. He's going to release a tier list for Raw on Monday. But the I are you familiar with what a tier list is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you like your uh, your Snickers bar, your Take Fives are tier one, and then you know, your, right, right, what, uh, what, what, what? Milky Ways are, are tier two. Three Musketeers way the fuck down there. Yeah. Now I'm, I will yeah. say he already fucked up because standard tier list is your top guys are S. And your bottom mm-hmm. are E. He did A through F. So okay. already batting a thousand with this idea. You fucked up the entire way this is supposed to work. Uh, but he he did it based off of um, where people are booked on the show. So this meant. Hang on. Let me, let me see if I can bring up this this stupid. thing. Well, then what's the point? Because anybody who watches the show will know how these people are booked. Uh, no, no disagreement. Uh, but this, this actually got tossed around to actual stars. Um, so the, the A plus tier are Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. Your A tier are Bailey, Daniel Bryan, and Seth Rollins, so on. But this means your D tier includes Alistair Black. Your F tier includes Mickey James. And of course, Mickey James. Mickey James a legend? Uh, she's apparently a legend, but also she's on the SmackDown roster. And uh, she got tagged in this by a fan, and she's like, how the hell am I an F? (laughs) And the part that I thought was hysterical was every time this got blown up, the WWE on Fox Twitter kept going, well, this was the creation of at Ryan Satin. This was was his doing. (laughs) So... Look, at the end of the day, maybe the focus was, hey, let's build some controversy. Hey, let's get some clicks and some shares and some retweets and all that. In which case, tip of the hat, you did what you were supposed to do, Ryan. But in the same regard, you look like a fucking zero in front of these people that you're supposed to be covering. Like, you're not going to see fucking ESPN talking heads do this shit. No. No. And if the intent is to be the Fox Sports equivalent of... Uh, you know, the NFL talking head, the NHL talking, whatever, <clears throat> which in and of itself is ridiculous. But still, if that's the intent, you've just chumped yourself. And again, underlined why professional wrestling is looked at with such disgust by mainstream sports outlets. Yeah, I mean, you know, pro wrestling is never going to climb out of the carny business gutter. You know, it, it tries. It, try uh, try all you want. Yeah. To you know, do crossovers. You got Sasha Banks on The Mandalorian and and all these different things. Which, uh, spoiler alert, tune into the Patreon episode yes. if you want to hear our complete thoughts on uh, season two Amando, as well as um, our uh, scathing, eh, borderline <laughs> scathing thoughts on Wonder Woman eighty four, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and 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 positive reactions to Soul. Yes. Um, but um, pro wrestling. Is always going to be pro wrestling, and to, to to people who are not fans of pro wrestling, and I still come across this like when I'm on Wednesday nights when I do my trivia night, which is still happening in the midst of a pandemic. Um, I will ask them to put a uh, put a AEW on the TV, and you know there'll be a random team there like what pro wrestling is that Chris Jericho? What yeah, is you know yeah. what, is, what is what is what is happening? Who is this? What is happening? I mean, Why? we just saw it a week and a half ago with uh, NBA Twitter's response. Chris oh, Jericho right. being in the opening match of, of the Holiday Bash show that was on after yeah. the NBA game. And we're going, damn, he got old and fat. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, happens to all of us. But you, th- you think Shaq is uh, in, in, you know, in 2021 right now? Hey, 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 those close-up shots on the, uh, on the Icy Hot Spray ads or whatever he does make me think his body's doing great. That's definitely not a body double. That's Shaq. He does a lot of commercials. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's a busy guy. That Shaq, yeah. that Shaquille hanging out O'Neal. with the general in a drop top convertible. Yep, yep. Hanging out with Jade <laughs> Kelly, smashing, uh, smashing elbows backstage, smashing pregnant women's elbows. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pro wrestling 
it is what it is. Obviously, <clears throat> you're listening to this, uh, fine listeners, because you're a fan. We appreciate that, and we appreciate yeah. you choosing us over the millions of other uh, pro wrestling podcasts out there that, right. uh, you know, talk about the same shit we do. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I would at least think and hope, and, and please, dear God, listeners, tell me if we don't, that we, we approach this carny-ass sport with a degree of levity and realism. And, and, and we, we, we don't sort of get up our own ass under the idea of like, you know, the, the, this was a sport of legend or whatever. Cause I, I feel like that's, that's, uh, an unfortunate preponderance of pro wrestling fans, especially those who decide to broadcast their opinions to the yeah. world. Looking at you, Jim Cornette, <laughs> you know, we, I, I like to, I like to think of myself in many ways as an anti Cornette, um, because you know, there's not one specific way that is pro wrestling pro wrestling is a very broad um uh umbrella that many things fall under uh and are protected by so it doesn't have to be you know a ddt has to end a match you old coot okay yeah. it can yeah. be a transition move and yeah you know uh, uh super kicks can be thrown as frequently as punches uh, it's just just fucking let it happen it's not going to change back so you yelling at a cloud accomplishes <laughs> fuck all Very except true. for you know giving me another podcast to not listen to right um so thanks for that jim yeah so who james who, e who would have thought the opening 15 would be us ranting about pro wrestling uh coverage uh so, sorry well, sorry for the lack of fun there gang the um, opening 15 should have me should have been me ranting against harford county pro movers <laughs> oh no oh no is there an update <laughs> well, I, there's a non-update update. So the oh. non-update update, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard my moving fiasco with the uh, movers who uh, yeah. uh, extorted me out of money and no. stole a bar and broke some shells and scuffed up all kinds of shit and took forever and uh, all these – tracked mud through the house, all these different terrible things that they did. So yeah. – um, I remember you remember me saying that I was giving them uh, time to get back to me with how they were going to make this right because I talked mm -hmm, to the guy mm -hmm, and bitched him out mm -hmm. on the phone. Yes. So that call was made um, the Tuesday before Christmas. Yes. And uh, he said he'd call me back within 24 hours. Uh, clearly never received that call. Uh, as of today, still waiting on that phone call. Mm -hmm. um, so what I decided to do this past Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. Was to Google the um, the business mm -hmm. and show up to their place of business. Yes. Just bum rush and say, I'm not leaving here until, you know, this is made right. Yeah. So I did. There's an address. I went to the address. And Marty, if you were to have a hypothesis as to uh, what, uh, you know, what this address was or, or, or what uh, what occurred, what would you say? Uh, I'm thinking you showed up at dude's house. It was a fucking house. Yep. The address yep. was a house, a nice house in a nice part of uh, oh, you don't County. Say, a nice <laughs> house. I, I, so, I'm sure it was totally received through uh, non ill gotten gains. It was a couple beamers in the driveway. Uh, oh, oh, at least a four or five bedroom house. Oh, yeah. In so, Harford County, which uh, for, yeah. for those who don't know is the, uh, I, I believe it is the most expensive county in, in Maryland. No, it's got to be MoCo or PG. Oh, you know what? Fair point. Fair yeah, point. I forgot yeah. about the DC region. It's, the it's, uh, yeah, the DC it, belt is. Uh, yeah, yeah, but has it, a it, if belt. nothing else, it is, is definitely a higher tier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, not for people, but for uh, uh, <laughs> land ownership. Yes. Um, so, so that was a that was a swing and a miss. I did not go up to the house. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't want some guy with a shotgun pointed in my face to. <laughs> <laughs> There, there ain't no monorail and there never was uh, sort of situation. <laughs> so then I did a little more digging on the phone and found another address <clears throat> on Yelp. So I went mm -hmm. to that one. Another hypothesis as to which one would happen here? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this was a storage unit. Vacant lot next to a liquor store. <laughs> All right. So Not far at, removed. So at this point, this uh, uh, quote, quote, business yes. uh, has no storefront. Yes. Um, I'm getting all furious all over again. So I decide to call the number. Mm -hmm. And uh, to my shock, <clears throat> somebody answers. Oh. I say hello. And he says hello. And then he says, oh, I dialed the wrong number. And then hangs up on me. 
What? I dialed you. Yeah, you called him. He recognized my voice and immediately blocked my phone number. Oh, no. So I called oh, my friend who no. used them the day before I did. And I was like, this is what just happened. Can you try calling him? He does the same thing. Same exact thing happens. They answer. Oh. They hear the voice. They hang up. Immediately block the number. Oh, no. So doing some further digging, we find that uh, – which – Granted, I know everybody's yelling at me. Uh, I, this all should have been done prior to booking them. I'm aware of this. Yes. Uh, I will take that L. Yeah. Um, but uh, it turns out they're not licensed. They're not uh, an actual company. It's a scam. It's oh, it's a scam. Oh, my God. So I am now um, pursuing uh, or, or figuring out how to pursue legal action. Oh, wow. Uh, well, consulting uh, uh, I, attorney. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if I say anything to you, Chris – uh, make sure this attorney is licensed <laughs> <laughs> yes. and is an actual business. <laughs> yeah, no, that, this this is an, an attorney who plays on one of the trivia teams that comes to my game. Oh, so okay. I, there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real no, attorney. Yes, a Confirm. real attorney. Yes. So, uh, Not so that's Miguel Sanchez. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not going to hire Lionel Hutz here. Uh, no, comma, money down, no. exclamation point. Um, <laughs> Works on contingency. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's 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 the moving update. Um, oh, the house buddy. update. Oh, okay. Well, you you kind of already got. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. You what, got the scoop I, on this. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 trying to play it up for the listener, Chris. Okay, all right. So, um, my very gracious mother-in-law, uh, and her boyfriend as a theater of the mind, Chris. Theater of the mind. As a uh, as a housewarming uh, present, decided yes. to uh, buy us a TV hey! for our, uh, our new house living room which i graciously accepted so i picked out one um you know nice 65 inch 4k situation happening here uh they order it for us it gets delivered to their house they bring it to us last saturday did uh, mm-hmm. saturday after christmas yes. okay great uh well that tv isn't going to fit on the tv stand i have so then we had to buy a tv stand mm-hmm. uh which then came later in the week and I spent uh, New Year's Eve morning putting together this TV stand. Three, yes. three full hours. I got through. I got through all of uh, the first Avengers movie, and uh, about I got through the party in Avengers Tower in Age of Ultron, putting this thing together, just uh, for for a frame of reference. So then, okay, I'm excited. We have it in position. Let's let's unbox this TV. Let's get it. Let's get it out there. So you know, get the TV out of the box. I screw the legs in and put it up on the uh, on on the TV stand. <clears throat> plug in the TV, uh, and then I turn around to put the batteries in the remote, and I turn back around to look at the TV to reveal the most fucked, cracked screen I've ever seen in my life. Right? Oh, buddy! Can't even make it. Can't even see anything. It's just colors, random colors <sighs> of uh, no. scattered throughout. Um, th- th- this was what uh, this is what Nintendo was warning about when they were like, "Put the strap on your damn Wii U remotes. Come on." Throw, well, that, yeah. throw that remote in there. This is what's going to happen. Well, or or you remember Justin's story of uh, years ago when he bought like this massive new TV yes. and had an Xbox controller on the uh, on the coffee table. His cat got spooked and did the little cartoon leg thing and then <laughs> shot yeah, the uh, controller the right back into his TV. TV. Yes, classic. Yes. Um, so so yeah, I mean it, it was something that happened in shipping. Um, yeah, yeah, because the box showed up to their house in not great condition. Right. So, you know, it was a Walmart purchase. So we took it to the Walmart. They shockingly on, on New Year's Day morning. Yeah. Go to go to Walmart at like, you know, 1030 a.m. Yeah. Hardly anybody. Nobody was in line at the customer service. Wow. Right. I know. Went right in. They were like they didn't ask any questions. They didn't look at the screen. Like, OK, here's your refund. Dang. <laughs> and then we went back to the electronics section and. It, it was it was bizarre because I'm not used to this sort of thing happening. Yeah. Pretty much all the TVs were cleared out except for one box that was the same exact model of the TV that oh, I wow. had. Well, that's, so, that's pretty much perfect. That's all you yeah, can really ask for. I know. Scooped it up and uh, you know basically gave them the refund back and and uh, brought it home. And and it's, it's, it's a beaut. She's a beaut, Clark. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got yourself uh, what, a 65-inch Vizio. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to break their bank. You no, know, no, no, no. I mean, gracious. 
Vizio makes a shockingly decent television for the price. Like, they, yeah. it, you know, it isn't in, you know, a fancy LG or, or Sony or what have you, Samsung. but Samsung, but it's, it's definitely, you know, uh, high on the mid tier and, uh, yeah. for the price you pay, like it's definitely worth it. It was like 500 bucks. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I, I still remember paying fucking $1,200 for a 40 inch television when I got yeah. my first HD TV, which was literally me going, huh, I should build credit. Huh. I should get a Best Buy card. Huh. That's the most TV I can afford. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Similar. I mean, I pay like 1800 bucks for my 42 inch Samsung yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And that was a Labor Day sale. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and this was, you know, this had to be, God, this was one, two, three, four apartments and a house ago. So yeah. this was, this was many moons ago. Yeah. It was probably yeah. like close to 15 years ago. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, that's the, you know, I'll let you, I'll, I'll keep, uh, keep updates, you know, for what I can say now that the legal process yeah, yeah. is now, now that you're legal, you, you might have to, to, to temper it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the last thing you want is this podcast be used as evidence. Um, <laughs> although uh, if you just want to cut out your section and use it as your deposition, I was going to say, yeah, that might be the way to go. I depose myself on <laughs> podcasting. That's well, got to be a first. Uh, well, no, that's Cole Cabana. Oh uh, yeah. I was going to say, I, 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 I don't think it's a first. Um, but, uh, as we record this, it is 10 30 AM <clears throat> Eastern time on God. Sunday. Uh, that means we are roughly, let's call it, 16 hours away from day one of Wrestle Kingdom 15. Oh, man, I wish I was more hyped for this. Yeah, it is. It is a weird, weird situation, folks. We are looking at, in theory, right now, two days of Wrestle Kingdom action at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, and I, I believe they were allowed to, to keep the up to 50%, but they had to cut off ticket sales. I, I don't know the exact number we're going to see in the dome. Uh, it, it was going to be 20,000 max, uh, but they had to cut off ticket sales. So we'd be looking at 5,000, 10,000. It's hard to say, Ooh. uh, but worth noting as of the time of this record, there is a discussion about having a state of emergency declared in Tokyo. Oh, no. Are they spiking again? They're spiking again in COVID cases. Now, oh, shit. Uh, let me let me see what time it is. I'm going to do the old Google. Uh, current time, uh, Tokyo. I think it is. It would be uh, Monday. Yeah. It is 12.31 a.m. Monday. Yeah. yeah. I would think that Monday's show will go on without issue. I, I don't think even if they declared a state of emergency, quote unquote, today in Japan, it would affect Monday's show. Wow. Tuesday could be a sitch. Yeah. Because if they say, hey, it's a state of emergency. Hey, we're locking down. Um, I, I guess it would depend on how quickly they do so. Because, you know, thinking, excuse me, thinking about how they've done lockdowns here in the States. And I recognize apples and oranges very different but yes. but you know it, it's not like they go okay everything shuts down today at noon it's usually like okay on friday or or whatever yeah. it could be you know we will close starting tomorrow and in turn mm-hmm. the tuesday wrestle kingdom show is off i don't know i i i'm, I'm saying this as literally a man speaking into an internet purchase microphone who knows nothing about japanese government uh, a friend of mine, he was trying to do the math of like, you know, looking at when they uh, had done previous shutdowns and what state of emergencies have looked like previously. Uh, also, apparently, the prime minister of Japan doesn't want to enact another state of emergency. So it, we could be fine on Tuesday. That's but familiar. Uh, yeah, um, but it, I, I just want to say it, it is uh, a situation that could change rapidly. Wow. Depending on how things go over the next 12 hours easily. I mean, I guess there's also a possibility that they night two happens to an empty Tokyo Dome. I'd say there's a non-zero possibility of that. Wow. Um, but right now, 
Let's talk about what we've got. We can do some some predictions. Yes. Uh, and and you know try try to build some excitement for the show, which is typically one of our favorite shows of the year. Uh, has been the past few years. Um, just you know, this year, uh, like with many things in pro wrestling, the the lack of a live crowd, the lack of you know talent being able to travel, things like that. It's it's certainly uh, a a wet rag atop the excitement that we normally have here for Wrestle Kingdom. But for night one, uh, we are going to have the show kicked off with the New Japan Rambo, the uh, 22-man Rumble Final Four go on to face each other for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy on night two. Can can they... Oh, man. This is a uh, fantasy booking, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like the Final Four... Uh, people in the Rambo. Yes, to be uh, John Rambo. I would like <laughs> another to be Rocky Balboa. I would like another to be. Um, oh shit! Not Simon Fiennes. What was the name of Demolition? Uh, John. John uh, Spartan. John Spartan. John Spartan. Yes. yes. And then uh, his character from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> Those not are Cobra. Four. Not Cobra. No, no. not not Cabretti. No, Cabretti. No. He he's he's too pure. Uh, it's a a lock. Cobra would win that shit. Uh, no, you got to have the one who could handle Estelle Getty and stop her. My mom will shoot whatever that (laughs) character's name was. That's the final four for the Rambo right there. Okay. Okay. Uh, my, my hope of hopes because dude doesn't have a match anywhere else on this show is that one of the four guys is Ishii. Master Wado. Um, Wado not on the card either. So we could have a a Wado in there. Uh, I feel like that uh, Toriano is going to be in there uh, in an attempt to go again for King of Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm just trying to think, like, there's got to be, like, a curveball thrown at us. Uh, some random, you know, fuck it, Bushi. Bushi's going to be guy number four. <laughs> I mean, Bushi is currently matchless. The yeah. only uh, member of LIJ without at least one match. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you got Naito with two and you got uh, Hiromu with two. Possibly with two. Actually, for Uh-oh. both of them, possibly with two. Uh, 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 touche. Yeah. Touche. At least. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, so we've got her speaking of. And, and this apparently is in the order of what the show will actually be for each night. Um, so we've got Hiromu Takahashi versus El Phantasmo. Uh, winner gets the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match on night two. It's the best of Super Juniors winner in Hiromu Takahashi against the Super J Cup 2020 winner in El Phantasmo. I presume it's Hiromu's match to lose. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Hiromu goes on to night two. No offense to ELP. I'm sure he will uh, throw out a hell of a performance. It's just I, I don't foresee uh, them doing Bullet Club versus Bullet Club uh, yeah. on night two. At least in that regard. Sure. I'm with you. Hiromu all day. Yep. For the IWGP tag team titles, you got the champions, the dangerous techers of Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Defending against the gorillas of destiny. That's Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Uh, I think it's going to retain or be retained by the techers just to be safe in this time of COVID. Yeah, that's probably probably a wise choice. Um, no offense to God, I, I in another uh, timeline I could see them winning this, but I I could see them keeping them on Tai Chi and ZSJ because ZSJ is staying in Japan. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, and that's my thought. There. You know, Tai Chi and um, and ZSJ both had solid years, so mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. pay it off and start the the next year on a on a good note. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm taking Techers to retain as well. We've got a singles match for the IWGP U.S. Championship Challenge Rights briefcase. It's Kenta defending against Satoshi Kojima. I'm hoping Kojima comes out and shows us, uh, you know, what's left of, let's call it 2005-era Kojima. Um, You know, I can't remember the last time Dude had a singles match at the Dome, probably around 2005, 2006. Uh, I, I'm hoping, you know, he, he shows that last little moment of brilliance, but I, I think again, it's, it's going to be Kenta's match to lose. So this one's fun. Cause it's the BC three match. You've got yes. BC bullet club, BC bread club and mm-hmm. BC briefcase. So <laughs> BC three happening here. Uh, as much as I do love bread, uh, Kojima, um, yeah. Yeah, no, this is definitely Kenta picks up a W here. Then we've got two back-to-back singles matches involving the Empire. We've got Hiroshi Tanahashi going one-on-one with Great Okan. 
This is make or break. I'm going to say for both guys, can Tanahashi still in 2021 carry someone to greatness as he Come will on, have you to know the answer Okan. to that of course I, he can i i certainly hope he can uh also okan kind of has to shit or get off the pot here uh if he doesn't have a good match with tanahashi i have to think they start wiping their hands clean of him maybe um you know have a good match and win are two different things so yeah. I don't think he's going to win. I feel like you need Tana to pull this out here. Yeah, I assume um, Tana's winning, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking on a performance level. Yeah, you know, it, it, he needs to show he can hang. It's no different than a few years ago when Jay White redebuted as the Switchblade against Tana at the Dome. Right, it, it was one of those situations where guys being given an opportunity to show he can hang. I know a lot of people didn't love the match with Jay White and Tanahashi, but I did think it showed, you know that uh, white would become what he is now. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking this is more about can Ocon hang? Cause if he can't rough era for the young lions redebuting between him and master Watto. Yeah. Where's where's shooter when we need him? He's stuck in the UK. He's stuck in the UK. Well, they're not good. (laughs) He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. He can't work anywhere and he can't go anywhere. It's a shit time to be shooter. And uh, Ren Narita is LA Dojo, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so he's been there the whole time. And Yuya Yumura hasn't been able to go on an excursion. Right, he's stuck in Japan, yeah. Yes, so... uh, Same with Yoda Suji. It's it's kind of a cursed class when you think about it. Yeah, but they'll get... They'll get there. I mean, right. you know, a lot of these guys have, well, maybe not Master Watto, have so much potential. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Oka uh, or uh, Okan, you know, has the size. Yeah. He's got that going for him. Yeah. Um, outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a ton. Uh, not a ton in the attribute. No. Like if you flip over his Marvel uh, card, the attributes are, <laughs> are all are all ones and twos. Maybe a three for height and strength, and that's that's about it. <laughs> nice call. Nice call, Thank you. Chris. I knew you'd get that. Yes. Um, then we've got uh, what could be match of the night. It's Kazuchika Okada one on one with Will Osprey. A few years ago, Okada said that. Osprey would be the best in the world, and I, I think this is the moment where Okada kind of seals the fate of Will Osprey. I, I have no doubt. Uh, after kind of a week, twenty twenty, this is the night for Okada to show us the greatness once again. Um, and I've no doubt that Osprey is going to throw anything and everything he can at this match. Uh, I'm hoping that this doesn't turn into a big Empire interference match. My gut tells me it's going to anyway, uh, but I, I think it's going to be Will Ospreay going over Okada at the Dome. Yeah, I feel like this it has to be. I feel like yeah. Osprey has to win. And, you know, that's two straight Dome losses for Okada going back to, to last year when he lost to Naito in the yeah. double belt showdown. Um, yes. But he's Okada. He, exactly. He, he can, you know, he can his win loss record, you know, yeah. even another L here, it's still staggeringly um, weighted towards the wins. So he and he can recover. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is the star making moment. I mean, Osprey's already a star, but he's yeah. not a main event star. This is what thrusts him into the main event where I am calling it right now, January 3rd, 2021, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 16 next year. Yeah. One of those nights headlined by Will Ospreay. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. The uh, the man who's now calling himself the Commonwealth Kingpin, I think, will be in line for an IWGP heavyweight title show. Yeah, he'll get he'll get he'll fine tune the character. Yeah. Hopefully, as the year you know progresses, if yeah. the year is allowed. Right, right to now, he's British you know, cosplay Ric Flair. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, throw a little uh, Kingsman gimmick, you know, gimmickry in there, sort did of. You, did you see the uh, the promo video for the match with him and Okada? Uh, with, I did not with him watch wearing, it. I saw it. Wearing saw a three-piece suit and, and, and glasses. Because it had a little bit of Kingsman vibe, I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that's what you got to lean into there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just get uh, get Elton John to come out and want to, you know, a piano and play you down in the ring there, Billy Osray. Um so yeah, that's uh yeah, it, it, it's uh it's 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 Serbilium. Yes. Then our <laughs> our main event of the evening, Tetsuya Nato, uh, Tetsuya Naito, <laughs> Master Nato. Yeah, Master Nato. Uh, Tetsuya Naito <laughs> defending the double championships against Kota Ibushi, uh, mm. the winner of the G1 Climax 2020. Um, 
Prince God. I mean, yeah. Uh, as as he's on route to become God, I'm just going to go ahead and call my shot now. Even talking about the main event for night two, Abushi becomes God this weekend or, or this week. Uh, yeah. I, I say he beats Naito night one. I say he beats Jay White night two, and uh, walks away with both titles. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, you know, Naito really did a lot of great work this year or yes. last year in 2020, you know, going back to last Wrestle Kingdom, you know, the the whole the bit with evil, I will say evil notwithstanding, Naito did a lot of great work. This yeah, year. yeah. No, he if nothing else, he he carried the company this year. Yeah, legitimately. And even the four or so months that, you know, they weren't operating. Um, but yeah, you know, when they came back, he he fully accepted the role as top guy. Right. And, you know, between his performances, his promos, his backstage stuff, which, you know, a lot of people skip past the backstage stuff. And sometimes I do as well. But a lot of times there's a lot of gold in there with the with the backstage post uh, post match interviews and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah, he's proven uh, that he can be the guy. I feel like Naito's destiny has been fulfilled so mm-hmm. now it's time mm-hmm. for Ibushi's destiny, uh, you know, uh, yes. to be fulfilled. Sorry, yes. uh, with re- with uh, apologies, to Alberto Del Rio, who's probably in a jail cell somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then night two kicks off. Uh, well, there's going to be two uh, dark matches from Stardom, which we mentioned last week. So for those of us watching at home, uh, it's going to kick off with the four way match for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. Um, fuck it, Red Shoes is going to win that. Uh, then <laughs> have they haven't announced of competitors for that? Oh, oh no, wait, the, the four, the, the, the Rambo. Yeah, the yeah, Rambo. yeah. It's a, it's uh John Spartan. Yes. King of pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, then for the IWGP junior heavyweight tag team title, Suzuki goon, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defend against a team. I didn't know they had a name. According to Wikipedia, they have a name. Okay. It is a team called one or eight and it is Raisuke Taguchi and Master Wado. Oh, God. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> One or eight? I I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I will have to Google that and report back. I think the only thing it can mean, you know, that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr. is going to come to the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> He's been quarantining. Is he, and he's going to, uh, you know, use Master Wado as a baseball tee and smack his head into the into the, <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> Finally ridding us of Master Wado. One, one hopes. Uh, then in the match that I think we're most looking forward to out of both nights, never open weight title on the line, Shingo Takagi defends against Jeff Cobb. Gimme, 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 gimme. Yes, this should be awesome. I think Cobb wins. Yeah, I know. Me too. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, as yeah. much as my heart forever belongs to Shingo yeah. and his uh, roughneck style of pro wrestling, yes. uh, yeah, this match should be fucking dope. Um, but I think uh, I think you know it's another crowning of a new champ in mm-hmm. in, in Jeff Cobb here. Then in a grudge match, it's Evil versus Sonata. Uh, I think Sonata goes over here and hopefully gives a shit. Yeah, is there any stip to this? Is it a, no, no? It's no? it's just a it's just a you know quote unquote grudge match. Okay, all right. Well, I'm sure you know there's all kinds of shenanigans that occur in a in an evil match. Dick Togo will be there. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe Bushi uh, works his way in to help Sonata here. Yeah, blows Shingo mist in the be... face of Dick Togo or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Shingo will be licking his wounds most likely. Naito will be drunk off somewhere after losing the night before. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, Hiromu is getting ready for his next match where he's set to win the uh, <laughs> junior title back. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I think, like you said, if Sonata shows up and cares, he's the Randy Orton of New Japan Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. If he gives a damn, if he's on, then it should be really good, um, you know. They had that match at the end of uh, in G1, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. So, Yeah, we'll see what comes of it there. Then for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, it is Taiji Ishimori defending against either Hiromu or El Fantasma. We're both saying it's Hiromu, and I think Hiromu I... wins it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the main event of the whole shebang, Jay White faces the winner of Naito versus Ibushi for the double titles. Like I said before... I think Abushi wins night one, goes on to face Jay White night two. I think Abushi wins night two. Would I be shocked 
if Jay White wins night two after Abushi wins night one, not really. Oh man, yeah, that would be a gut punch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think. But that's you know because because Jay White right now, like he's come back from quarantine. He's in the best yeah. shape of his career. He's doing some of the best heel work of his career. He's ripped. He's he's, I mean, for a guy who. Uh, I, I definitely have joked more than once that he kind of looked like Ted Cruz. He's looking great. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know if him getting crowned at the Dome here is the right time. I could also see him winning the title at New Beginning or something like that. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked. At the end of the day, though, my gut and my hope is Abushi <laughs> wins both nights and, as he said, becomes God. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you. The, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you the, if Naito wins night one and we get mm-hmm. Naito versus Jay White. Oh, then who, Jay White wins. I think. Then Jay White definitely wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I think no matter what, we will come out of the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom with a new IWGP Double Champion, and I wouldn't be shocked if they finally split up the belts. Yeah. It, it's it. It's been a year long thing and, you know, really eight months worth because the four months they were off. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, it, it's time. It takes up too much at the top of the card. Um, so is is night one. Night one is not for the titles. It, it is one. For the, it, it is for the titles. Yes, because it's Naito versus Ibushi. Well, yeah, but I thought that that was just a match to. Well, if, yeah, if if Ibushi you can't have the wins, titles. yeah, yeah okay, it's right, it's for the belts. For the I belts. strike that from the record for my being stupid. I think strike, turn and reverse it. That sneeze knocked something loose in my brain. It's okay. All right, now to pull together this fine episode of the Rough House. Oh, I get it. It ended up being a very special episode of AEW Dynamite on Wednesday as, uh, again, announced shortly after we got off the air uh, on Sunday, um, AEW uh, completely rebooking the December 30th show, pushing back uh, New Year's Smash uh, to the weeks of January 6th and 13th, respectively, mm-hmm. as they turned Dynamite into the Brody Lee Celebration of Life, uh, a card uh, completely rebooked, focused on the Dark Order, including a very special main event where uh, Brody Lee's son, uh, his top three favorite wrestlers, Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10 of the Dark Order faced off with Team Taz. Um, you know, for better or for worse, Chris, uh, we, between us have seen a lot of m- memorial pro wrestling shows, yeah, sadly. Um, whether you go back to, uh, at, at least in my mind, which, what is the first of these, the raw is Owen show, mm-hmm. um, the Eddie Guerrero memorial show, um, the, uh, unfortunately tinged. Ooh. Uh, uh, celebration of Chris Benoit's yeah, life. Celebration of Chris Benoit's life, where Oops. news broke during the show. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I I have to say though, of of all of these, the and and perhaps it's because there was the opportunity, there was the ability to walk away from the event with a few days to think on it. Yeah. It it, it wasn't. They were going live on air 24 hours after the news broke. It wasn't that news was breaking even during the show. Um, This was uh, a show where they got a good three or four days to plot out and plan and execute an event that was unlike any of these other shows uh, in so much as it, it, it was what it set out to be. It was a celebration of a man's life and a celebration of a wrestler and a celebration of, of what that guy brought to the table. Uh, and, and it was personified in, in a series of matches, um, that, you know, I, I'm not going to say any of them were, were match of the year classics. One in particular I thought was exceptional. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really more about the emotion and, um, using the unique canvas that is pro wrestling to sort of uh, make something special to remember a man by. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I was reading through uh, Uncle Dave's recap of everything prior to recording here, and the the show on Wednesday, it wasn't for us. No, no, it was it. We got to experience it, and it was it was lovely and very well done, and really, you know struck the emotions hard. Uh, but this was a show for his family. This was, um, you know, some, any kind of small amount of catharsis that they could have experienced a distraction, a, uh, a reminder of the impact that, you know, that, that Brody left on the business and the people specifically in the business. Um, the show was essentially booked by his son, his eight year old son. Yeah. Um, and, the the fact that it was a hodgepodge of matches all involving the Dark Order, which of course makes sense. The fact that, you know, you pretty much knew all the Dark Order people were gonna go over. Right. It, that didn't take away from anything that happened. And, you know, the the competitors get credit for going out there and putting their their hearts uh, and emotions into the match and wanting to put on a great performance. And e- even for those who – some it was visible that yeah. it was much harder than others. Yes. Um, uh, Anna Jay and John Silver in particular stood yeah. out as those where uh, the nerves were still very raw. Yeah. And, and to be able to um, pay homage – to someone who meant a lot to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it very clearly had an effect on them and, and, you know, it, it increased the overall emotional weight of the evening in that regard. Yeah. John Silver breaking down and crying after getting the pin after a discus lariat, yeah. uh, you know, like he had just won the IWGP title at the dome. Uh, yeah. you know, that, that was one of the moments that really got me, but the, I mean, in terms of emotional wallop, the last 10 minutes, I yeah. I was blubbering and I have no, uh, you know, no problems uh, saying that um, and putting it in, in the annals of podcasting history that yeah. I cried my ass off at the end, man. That was that was a really, really emotional segment um, when they gave Brody Jr. the boots to lay in the center of the ring. I yeah. fucking... I broke down, and then the yeah. video package at the end of everybody. A wonderful video package. And, yeah, and 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 it, and it wasn't just a video package where it was like, "Hey, here's a highlight reel of Brody Lee throwing sweet big boots to people and yeah. stuff like that." You know, you you saw photos from people in and out of AEW, people yeah. uh, outside of even the industry. You know, you saw personal photos of him and his wife Amanda and. And, you know, the kids growing up and, and um, it, it really tied back to the conversation, the, the promo, I guess, uh, of John Moxley, yeah. where he said the, the thing about Brody Lee wasn't, you know, was he a hell of a talent in the ring? Absolutely. But for him, pro wrestling was a job. Mm-hmm. You know, he he left pro wrestling when he left the arena. He he focused on his family. And that video package really added the weight of that dichotomy of who he was and, yeah. and, 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 and the, the totality of, of, of who he was as, as a person, mm-hmm. not just Brody Lee pro wrestler, but John Huber all around sounds like wonderful guy. Yeah. And, and, and it added the way, I mean, you know, the choice of song, uh, also, uh, not, not your standard, uh, uh, pro wrestling, butt rock, uh, yeah. throwing out a Tom Waits song, um, yeah. uh, you know, definitely a, a unique and different choice. Um, but again, just really underlined, uh, how different a situation is like every single time I can think of in pro wrestling where there was a death there was always these uh, these turns of phrase where where it was like, well, you know, they had their demons, or yeah, they they, they had their difficulties, or you know, we might not have seen eye to eye, but like there there always were these a caveat, yeah, these these caveats that that weighed on every single statement. Yeah. You never had that with with this. No. A- every single person has come out of the woodwork talking about this 
guy as truly a great human. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know at least personally the the emotional weight for me wasn't just, oh, it's sad this guy died, it's sad his family. It's like I, I walked away from this kind of going like and, and maybe maybe this is a, a bit melodramatic, but it's true. It's like I walked away going, I wanna be that decent of a person. Yeah. That that's that's how I want to be looked back on. I don't want to just be like, oh, you know, I, I I've I've done podcasts and I've hosted shows. I've done these things and people know me from that. But I want people to to look back at me and go like, you had a shit together too, and and I think that is the the part that it's like so great about this guy, but also cuts so deep that it wasn't just. Yeah someone who was skilled in his craft, he was pretty damn decent as a human being too. Which to be honest in that business, hard to come by rare, hard to come by. Yeah. So yeah, the, I, you know, uh, clearly an AEW Mark sitting right here talking into this microphone right now, uh, admittedly so, but they did, uh, as good a job as anybody could have thought to have done in this show yeah. um it, you know it, it it all hit and you know the now the questions are moving on um you know they're they push back the the new year smash shows so they they, they have the hard part for them is going to be getting their mindset in yeah. a place where they can continue to you know do their jobs and and to do this and you know from what it sounds like um you know the con family is looking after the huber family yeah. and they've yeah. signed brody jr in perpetuity until his uh until he's, know, 18, until yeah. he's 18 he has a contract and they retired the tnt title with brody yeah. minus one brody jr and, 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 and worth clarifying they 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 retired that particular that, yeah. championship that particular right. belt uh, right. they're, they're redesigning the title. I wouldn't be shocked if they rename it, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, that kind of, you know, I'm just, I don't know how TNT is going to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, 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 it just worth saying that, you know, the belt that Brody Lee held is now a, a thing of the past. And, yeah. and we will have an, a, a new mid-card championship. Um, the Turner title coming your yeah, way. Yeah. So, uh, dynamite yeah, so, title. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Call it a TV title. I yeah. Mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, why not? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think the other thing is as, as more has come out for better or for worse, this is a situation that the extended AEW family has been able to deal with and process for some time. You know, it came out that it was in the end of October that he was admitted to the hospital. And Mm -hmm. I have to think someone goes into a hospital end of October and they're still in the hospital come November, come December. Yeah. You kind of see the writing on the wall. And, and though I have no doubt that the passing, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've had experiences in life. I know I've had experiences in life where you have a loved one who goes into a hospital for an extended period of time. And you just sort of hit a point where you go like, okay, the, the, I, I know where this story goes. They're not coming home. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when the passing does occur, yes, it's still sad, but it does not weigh as heavily as sort of a, a sudden loss because you start, you start sort of the, the grieving process a little bit sooner. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I, you know, you can kind of see that, like, it, it sounds like uh, his wife, Amanda, has her shit together for those kids and you know to see her among everyone in a non uh, exploitive way yeah uh you know again it, it's so hard to find instances in pro wrestling where they take the subtle approach um i i feel like they did to a degree here um i i will say uh i, w- I was chatting with some friends during the show and one of my friends said like ah, they keep cutting to brody in the crowd and it's a, it feels a little weird, but then it paid off ultimately with him absolutely fucking tagging MJF yeah. with, with the kendo stick. And it was just like, okay, this is cool. This, like this, that, that was completely worth it. I understand why they did what they did. Right. Um, 
And the fact that they were able to find a way to keep MJF in character. Yes. Is yes. a testament to yes. us all. Good lord, good lord. MJF also going on Twitter like five minutes later and just posting, fuck that kid. 10 out of 10. Uh, uh, amazing. That reminds me, I don't know if you saw uh, Brody Lee Jr. Uh, also uh, running roughshod over the NXT locker room. Yeah, he uh, pinned Adam Cole clean. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. So uh, uh, that, that that kid's just killing the business right now. He's yeah. Uh, he has he's kicked open all the uh, the forbidden doors at this point. Uh, I wonder what Jimmy Cornette has to say about that. <laughs> Fuck him. I don't care. Um, but uh, nevertheless, AEW uh, will roll on with uh, New Year's Smash. Two weeks of shows. Both of them stacked cards. Uh, night one is going to have Snoop Dogg and Chris Jericho on commentary. Oh, God. Okay. No. Can we Can we not with Chris Jericho on commentary? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it worked. Oh, I, that reminds me, uh, Jericho's worth mentioning his commentary because uh, he he blew one of the biggest moments of the night. The surprise appearance of Eric Rowan, who I yeah. guess was supposed to be called Eric Redbeard. Right. But, well, because WWE owns the name Eric yeah, Rowan. But of course, Chris Jericho going, it's Eric Rowan. And you hear Excalibur Eric go, Redbeard, uh, Redbeard. Redbeard. Yeah, and then he says it again. It's Eric yeah. Rowan. No, it's Eric Redbeard. Redbeard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only did Jericho do that, yeah. uh, he also called a uh, a men's uh, tank top a wife beater on live TV. So, <laughs> way to go, Chris. Way to yeah. way to really yeah. think about what you're saying there. It's just yeah. Jericho's a great talker. This has been established. He's on the Mount Rushmore of talkers. I, I would dare say. Um, but his commentary in a four man booth during uh, a tribute show was so super extra it was fucking annoying as all hell yeah like he always has a that was really pressure kind of voice like just talk normally dude like it's it's yeah. it, it does not work for a two-hour show in spurts during a match sure that's yeah. fine but <laughs> for a two-hour show nah bro I, I i will say his uh his little sit down video thing being him going i didn't know about mecca was <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> But strangely on brand. Yeah, strangely on brand. <laughs> when he pulled it together with the dog thing, I was like, okay, okay, we're, yeah. we're good. Uh, of all of the sit downs, I mean, Moxley's got to me. Kingston's oh, Eddie fucking Kingston. wrecked me. Yeah. God. Believe in me when I didn't better, believe myself. Fuck. Is there a better storyteller than Eddie Kingston right now? I, I don't know. I don't think there is. I don't know. And also, props to Eddie for coming out and finding a way to get heel heat. Yeah. On, on on a memorial show by just being yeah. like, Brody, I love you. I miss you. However, without him, you guys all suck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they the they other, really. The other one who wrecked me, by the way, was Bryce Remsburg. Uh, oh, Bryce's. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was no good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but all in all, if you did not watch Dynamite this week. The whole show is a must watch. It, it it was very well executed. It was very well done, and um, you know it's it's one of those things. Much like you know, uh, Dave Meltzer said, there will be a point when the kids get older where they can sit down and watch this, and it's going to be a really wonderful thing to remember their father by. Um, yeah. But anyway, New Year's Smash Night One. We got Jericho and Snoop Dogg in commentary. We have John Moxley returning. Uh, but we've got Cody Rhodes versus Matt Seidel, uh, Young Bucks in SCU versus The Acclaimed in TH2. We've got Jake Hager versus Wardlow. An AEW Women's Championship match as Hikaru Shida defends against Abaddon. And the AEW World Championship match as Kenny Omega defends against Ray Phoenix. And this will be just a few days before the Hard to Kill pay-per-view on Impact. Mm -hmm. I would not be shocked if we get appearances by the Good Brothers and or Rich Swan and or the Motor City Machine Guns on that show. Yeah, that that would be uh, some good good cross promotion. Like I said, you know, gotta get back on the horse and uh, get the storylines going back here. The Impact yes. thing, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, has the possibility to, to bring some good stories uh, to the forefront here. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Smash, not looking forward to Jericho. Uh, and if Jericho and Snoop are on commentary, that's a, that's a what, <laughs> yeah, five that's, man booth. Yeah, that's going to be a bit. That's going to be a, a bit we, of a sitch. We don't need that, but uh, I am just getting some breaking news. Um, oh. So apparently, uh, I just got a text message. Um, I can ring in the new year with a $7.99 dinner bell plate, including hand breaded fried chicken to go at Bob Evans. So if you excuse me, I've got to go. <laughs> make a call. <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... (laughs) AJ's nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt.